You're listening to the Five Questions Podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Shawbell. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is McFarland Toy CEO, Spawn Creator, and Venom Co-Creator, Todd McFarland. Todd has established himself as a force in the entertainment world with one Grammy Award, two Grammy nominations, two Emmy Awards, two MTV Video Music Awards, one Canadian Much Music Award, and more than 150 international awards in the fields of action figures, comic books, and publishing. Aside from creating Spawn and co-creating Venom, he's the co-founder and president of Image Comics, has launched an NFT marketplace with Steve Aoki called Oddkey, and two new premium TV series, McFarlane and Thumbs. We talk about his history with comics and all of these new projects during this podcast episode. Todd, welcome to Five Questions. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Pleasure to be here as a longtime comic collector and fan of yours. I'd like oh. to first start off with how did you originally develop your interest in comics? and when do you know it could become a career? I think it was a slow realization. What was there was I knew I had an art talent. So that was there probably from kindergarten till grade 10. And by the time I turned 16, I had a couple friends who had comic book collections. When I looked at them, they gave me a couple to read, I remember one day. And a light bulb went off, which was not that comic books were super awesome, but that it would give me a focus on my doodling. This gave me a focus to say, hey, I'm going to see if I can do superhero Americana comic book style. And I just went at that like a rabid dog. Yeah. And it's amazing that one led to the other and you made those type of connections. The skills kind of transferred in that way and you've developed over time and honed your craft, the excitement, the love, I would even say curiosity, all of that combined is the, is the driver to make you put the work in to learn everything and get all those different experiences, which cumulatively added up to you being where you are today. And what was your creative process like for creating generational characters that people love and will continue to love and other generations will benefit from and enjoy like Venom and Spawn. Venom, when I worked at Marvel, was literally a complete accident. At the time, they were looking for a new artist on the Spider-Man book. I was getting fast so I could do two books. So I was looking for another book. Peter Parker, the character, was wearing a black costume and I didn't want to draw Spider-Man in a black costume because I grew up with him in a red and blue costume. But they said, no, no, no. The editor-in-chief really likes it. And I'm like, well, let's just get it off and put it on somebody else so I can get back to the red and blue. And so we pulled the costume off, put it on somebody else. I did some designs, big monster, and we went there. So the advent of a character like Venom is because I was just pigheaded enough at that point as a young employee to say, no, I'm not going to draw Spider-Man unless he's in the classic uniform. And the result of that, Venom. So I wish I had more happy billion dollar accidents like that. For Spawn, I created him when I was in high school. His success, really, I would argue almost all success in any business, longevity. Longevity will do a lot of things for you. It will give you highs, it will give you lows, but it will also make you part of the conversation for a long time. When you're early in your career or anything you're doing new, what you're doing actually matters and people will judge you on that project. Over time, what they will do is judge you on your body of work, which basically Mm -hmm. now means that there is nothing my hardcore fan base that I could draw that's gonna make them like me more or there's not one bad drawing I'm gonna do that's gonna 
get them to go, well, darn it, he gave us a thousand good drawings, but that one really broke my back, right? It's not going to happen. What they're going to do is they're going to give you the benefit of the doubt. A lot of people go like, oh, you're only as good as your last project. But I think it's, you're only as good as your entire body of work. Like you're saying, it's like the full picture and longevity is actually something that has always fascinated me, even in my industry. This episode is sponsored by Workplace from Meta. People being people, we can't help but make our work more personal and more human. Whether that's bringing something from our personal life into our work life, like quirky mugs or family photos, or maybe little acts of kindness to colleagues. Whatever you bring to work to help you be you, Workplace celebrates it. Their easy to use features make work feel more familiar as well as help everyone work together in new ways. Visit workplace.com human to discover more. Workplace from Meta, make your place of work a great place to work. And aside from being a comic book icon, your Batman is the first ever VVNFT on the platform. As someone who's worked in both the physical and NFT worlds now, do you think both will complement each other or will one replace the other? I think for some, it will replace, just like any other technology. The thing is, it's interesting about any art is the collection itself. The delivery mechanism of how you get it or the enjoyment of what you are collecting shouldn't really matter. I've, I've told people before, do I think that the medium of comic book is going to go away? No, which is what? Still pictures with work. Do I think that the delivery mechanism could change over time? Of course it can. You have so many projects going on. It's like kind of exhausting going down the list of all the new projects, not taking into account everything you've already done. So with all these different projects happening simultaneously, how do you decide which characters to use in which mediums at different times while ensuring there's no oversaturation? I would say that I'm the undersaturator. I just started my second monthly comic book a couple months ago after 30 years of Spawn. I kind of held my gunpowder and kept it dry for like three decades. If anything, smart business people go, Todd, you idiot, you could have done this 15 years ago. For me, because I'm not a public company. My job is to just find enough people globally every day so I can get up the next day and do art again. And I've been able to pull the trick off now for over 30 years. I'm not concerned or inclined to worry about whether I got a billion or I beat my 90 day public report. I can put stuff in the ground that I think will basically bear fruit maybe in five, 10 years. And I'm still going to be here because I'm never firing me from my company. I would say 80 to 85% of the decisions I make for my companies, I flash back and say, would this have been good for the 16 year old Todd so who cool. didn't have money? The magic sauce that I figured out is give them the maximum amount of quality and price it as cheap as you possibly can. Basically build a Cadillac and sell it at Ford Pinto prices. And you will have people buying that product all day long. It's easy to put yourself in the mind of a customer or a potential customer because you were that customer. And what's your best piece of career advice? Here's what I know every morning, every morning, there is no human being on this planet that wakes up and their first thought, not my wife, not my parents, not my kids, none of them that wake up and say, you know, I'm going to make Todd's life better today. Even if you're six, your mom didn't even say, I'm going to make your life better because she needed to first make sure she had air in her lungs. She needed to take a shower, get some coffee, and now she's ready to be the best mom and make sure your life is good. But it took a, a couple seconds. The only human being that wakes up in the morning that is going to advocate for you the most is you. 
And here's the problem. I have met thousands of people that won't advocate for themselves. So here's how that one goes. To me, it's simple. If you don't give a crap about what you're doing, why should I? You want me to fight harder for you than you're fighting for yourself? Never going to happen. Every day, I have to advocate. I have to advocate. I have to advocate every single day for my life because there's always somebody that wants to take away the marketing that we have in terms of the percentage we have. They've got a better idea. They want to push you out. They want to do it. I have to get up every day and go, no. And it's a bit of a grind. I'm not saying it's all easy. But I have met way too many people that just say, hey, well, I did, I did, I did, I did send out something, but they didn't phone me back or they gave me a no. And I got 300 no's. I got literally in writing before I got my first comic book job. You have to have a personality and you have to believe in yourself. Entrepreneurs are fearless. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Todd. To follow his journey, you can check out his new projects and find him on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, where he shares his new comics and toys, artwork, his creative process, and collaborations. To watch the full extended video version of this episode, go to youtube.com slash Bell, and please remember to rate and review the 5 Questions podcast on iTunes. (laughs) 